Welcome to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Fleur Jansen getting you ready for week 12. Browns headed to Jacksonville, Florida to take on the Jaguars. And Matt, a victory means this team has eight wins. Eight wins. And it's not even at the end of the year we're going for eight wins. They'd be eight and three. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty well, Andy. All things considered, how about you? Doing good, doing good. Happy uh, Thanksgiving to uh, everybody down there in the United States, of course. Most of our listeners are down there. I'm up in Toronto, so I, I enjoyed the Thanksgiving, U.S. Thanksgiving festivities. Had some Domino's pizza on Thursday and watched two games. Supposed to be three, but watched two. And, you know, uh, not particularly close games against good teams, but still entertaining all the same. What did you think of the Thursday Thursday matchups? I thought for the records that all the teams came into the games with that they were very entertaining. Yeah, I think that's a good way to play. And by the way, folks, Antonio Gibson, who I told you all about to keep an eye on and get on your fantasy team earlier in the year, if you listen to me, you're doing pretty good. Like Antonio Gibson, Matt, for a guy who had like less than 70 snaps taken in his whole college career, this dude is balling out. He is a he is just a tornado, a force of nature. 6'2", 220, can run through people, can run around people, can catch the ball. Whew. You need guys like that, man. You need guys to come out of nowhere if your team is going to get where you want it to go. And obviously Washington's season hasn't gone quite as they expected. But they still have some positives, and this young man is definitely one of them. Well, yeah, and, and you look at, the Alex Smith story and all that. But, Matt, there was supposed to be a third game, right? There was supposed to be a third game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> where we, we were all just hoping, you know, Browns fans just hoping that uh, they just beat the, the crap out of each other and, you know, everybody gets injured and, and banged up and all that good stuff. But, but Matt, the, the Baltimore Ravens had a little, you know, something to say about that because there are a bunch of fools down there in Maryland and on that team and franchise and some a-hole thought uh, he would prance around without wearing a mask. And all of a sudden, uh, the whole team's gone and the game has now been pushed to Tuesday. Not only does it affect their game against the Steelers that's been delayed twice, it also affects their following game against the Cowboys, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be Thursday night as well. And they had to move that game to, I believe, Monday afternoon on December 7th. Wow. So. Yeah, it, there's a lot of, you know, in my opinion, the NFL did themselves a disservice by not dropping the hammer on the Titans when they had the chance. Mm-hmm. The only ones they've really, really come down hard on are the Raiders, uh, which is no surprise because the Davis family in the NFL don't exactly have the greatest relationship. <laughs> right. But if the NFL would have done more to punish the teams that – had blatant violations. There's one thing if a guy catches it, you know, randomly and a couple other guys get it. Right. You know, that's that's kind of the nature of the beast. That's going to happen when you're not in a bubble. We all know that. It's quite the opposite when people don't give a flip about the rules and you end up with an outbreak that has resulted in 12 players getting put mm-hmm. on the COVID list. That's over a fifth of your active roster that you lost because of irresponsibility. Yeah. Something needed to be done. A statement needed to be made. 
and the NFL dropped the ball, in my opinion, and gave Baltimore, you know, a huge opportunity to get more time to game Fair. plan for the Steelers, get more time to game plan for the Cowboys, and give Lamar Jackson as much time as humanly possible to get him back on the field quickly. Yeah, well, he he can't. I would he, not have been willing to do that. I would have been willing to drop the hammer on Baltimore. And I know people are going to say, "Oh, that's just because you're from Cleveland." No, it's because you're having to affect multiple teams' schedules because one is an idiot. Yeah. If you drop the hammer and you make them forfeit or play the game with the guys they got on the roster that are still healthy, that would be a bigger deterrent to getting these outbreaks than saying, you know, wrapping across the knuckles and saying, oh, you're good. You yeah, know, you, we'll just move good. the games for you. No, 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 no. no. That's, that's irresponsible to the teams involved that get screwed. Yeah. For that, who have been doing it right. And that's the thing, the teams that have been doing it right. So you're, you're absolutely correct, Matt. The, the Titans got away with it. The Raiders have had the hammer dropped on them to a certain degree. And the Ravens, and Matt, like you said, this isn't like a guy was out and then it was, you know, you're following all internal protocols like with the Browns. The Browns go above and beyond with uh, uh, distancing, with meetings and all that, so you don't have an outbreak. But for the Ravens, for those those of of you listeners that don't realize what happened here, some DB, uh, a strength and conditioning coach, and DB doesn't stand for defensive back in this case, uh, was going around the facility (laughs) with... Was going around Baltimore's facility with no mask on, and 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 then and then the Ravens do some fake uh, discipline to try to get ahead of it. But Matt, to me, that guy's an idiot. But the bigger idiots are the people on the around the franchise that didn't do anything about this. So this jerk goes around infecting everybody. You have an outbreak. Guess what? That's why the NFL put expanded practice squads on. This should be dealt with as an injury. The 49ers had to play against the Packers. They got destroyed. Why should the Ravens get this special treatment? Okay, you have, and the thing is, they're not going to forfeit games because then neither teams get get paid for it, according to to the rules that I, how I understand it. So you make these guys play, and that's it. And if you don't have your little pretty boy Lamar, your your Madden cover guy, your MVP who sucks and has been exposed, as I've been screaming at y'all for for two years saying this guy's a fake quarterback, and now it's being brought out again and again. Now he's got it. Team's got it. Twelve people have it. And now you're 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 still gonna push it back. And you know why I hate the Ravens even more, Matt? They're making me feel bad for the Steelers. I don't want to feel bad for the Steelers. I can't stand Pittsburgh. You're making me feel bad. You're making me defend the Pittsburgh Steelers. That might be the worst part of it all. So now you have Tuesday. You affect the Steelers twice, who have by all accounts been doing things right. Yeah, and they get hosed again. Yeah, this is the second time that they've gotten hosed schedule-wise because of an opponent. Uh, earlier this year, they ended up with a week four bye. Uh, yeah. And if you look at the schedule when it first came out, they weren't scheduled for a bye till around week eight. Mm-hmm. And they had to shift their schedule because of the Titans outbreak and had to take an earlier bye, meaning they'd have to play 12 straight, actually 13 straight games um, before getting to the playoffs. And that's, that's a fair. tough task. Even for a good team, that's still a tough task physically to be having to do that kind of thing. 
and now it's not fair to them because they've been doing it right. Baltimore should be losing. I had John McClain on, a legendary NFL writer from the Houston Chronicle on my uh, Sportsnet uh, radio show up here in Toronto on Thursday. No, no, uh, was it, it was Wednesday to preview the Thanksgiving games. And I think he said it right. He's like, look, if he was in charge of the NFL, Ravens would lose a first-round pick. There's a message for you. I don't even think you have to go that soon. You, you start with a third-round pick, Matt. Those are valuable starting picks. You say you're fined the, the greatest amount, and you lose a third-round pick. Or, or third-round pick. And that's the starting point. You want to play us again? Now you get a second. You want to do it again? Okay. Keep going. Keep. Tra- but the NFL isn't doing it that strong. There's too many inconsistencies. You got to make. You got to punish this team. And yeah, like you said, we're Browns fans. We hate the Ravens. But I, I, I was as up in arms when the Titans were doing it and didn't get anything done to them. Yeah, it's it's the best deterrent I know Draft to. Picks get people to fall in line if you tell a coach or a gm hey you just lost your second round pick because you ran a sloppy shop and yep. couldn't figure it out mm-hmm. uh guaranteed they're gonna follow those protocols a little bit more yeah just just a little yeah. because those are too valuable of selections yeah. and the fact that the titans didn't get hit with as much of a penalty as they should have. Okay, yeah, they were really the first to the outbreaks and whatnot, them and the Raiders kind of both at the same time. But by now, you should know better. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the hammer needed to be dropped on the Ravens, not just because they're Baltimore, not just because they don't like that franchise, and they deserve not it. just because they're they're all arrogant, but this just shows you the arrogance of everybody in that organization that they thought they were going to be okay and that they let this guy get away with it for however long. And then he infected 20% of the team. Mm-hmm. I think that guy should be but name shamed. Shame they him. They should have known better because yeah. other teams had gone through it. So they should have to pay the biggest penalty. Oh, no, no, Matt. They, they wear their their, uh, their little uniforms and, and, and Super Bowl rings. They're, they're perfect. No, you can't have it. You shame that guy, and then you shame the organization. They're a joke, and they should be punished for it. But anyway, they're not. We're not in control, and uh, we'll see if the game goes forward Tuesday. And personally, I hope the Pittsburgh Steelers absolutely decimate them. That's embarrassed. I want an embarrassment. I won't go as far as saying I'm cheering for the Steelers because I'll never do that. But I want a knockdown, a, the old school squash match, Matt, from like the 90s in WWF when you had like King Kong Bundy versus like Terry from Orlando. And then he just like beat him in like four seconds and just squashed him. I want them to be punished, beat up, bruised, and made an example of. And RG3, nice enough guy. Sorry, dude. I'm not wishing you any goodwill. That's me. I, I can't really add much to that that would uh, enhance that point anymore, man. I think you said it perfectly right there. All right. Enough talk about those dirty rat birds. Idiots. Let's get to the Browns and the Jaguars. Jacksonville, one and nine. Uh, they're dusting off old Mike Lennon, Matt. Six foot seven statuesque, that elongated delivery. And oh boy, man, uh, that is that is dicey. Uh, Gardner Minshew might be available as a backup. They're going away from Jake Luton, who is just punked by the Steelers, and they're trying out Mike Glennon, who, uh, well, if you're if you're the Browns, 
Um, and especially if you're Miles Garrett, like you just got to be thinking, oh man, back to back weeks of just like how how much of a padded stat line could Miles Garrett have gotten last week, and then coming into this week against Mike Glennon, who can't move back there under center. Yeah, unfortunately, we're not going to get to answer that question. No. Uh, but, you know, the Browns proved that they could play well without Miles last week, and now they're going to have to play even better because they are further depleted on the defensive line as two more ends have been ruled out because of COVID. And because on the back end of it, cornerback Denzel Ward oh. is out with calf strain. That so they're hurts. really going to have to continue to buy into this next man up mentality if they hope to keep this Jacksonville team at bay. Right. And the Browns have struggled in Jacksonville before, and they're not a good team, but they're going to be playing as hard as they can. You still have Joe Schobert back there, old Browns player right at linebacker. Um, now they're really depleted. They're missing their two top wide receivers also. Uh, not that I feel Mike Glennon could necessarily get them the ball anyway, but their main target is going to be James Robinson, who's come out of nowhere as a stud in the backfield for them. So really, you got to work on make sure you neutralize Robinson and then just keep harassing and, and pressuring uh, Mike Glennon. And Matt, you got Olivier Vernon still there. Now, Porter Gustafson was ruled out. Who el- Who is the other de- uh, defensive end? It's not Claiborne, is it? Claiborne's playing. No, it's not Claiborne. It's Joe Jackson who oh, okay, uh, okay. had a positive earlier this week. Okay, okay, gotcha. So you got... Uh, like really you need Vernon Claiborne, that whole line to step it up like they did last week and play in a big way before Miles Garrett gets back. Like you said, Matt Denzel Ward, oh, coming off such a great game. He's going to miss multiple games. Um, they're going to be really thin at corner. I think Kevin Johnson gets kicked to the outside now, right? Yeah, that's the initial plan. It looks like, uh, all indications are that he's going to have to slide outside and so, you know, we'll we'll see. A- again, if it has to happen against an opponent, you'd rather it be against Jacksonville than against the Steelers or the Ravens. So uh, at least there's that. But they're going to have to play really hard. They're going to have to play hard. Uh, the Browns have promoted three players from the practice squad. Defensive end Cameron Malveaux, offensive guard uh, Michael Dunn, and defensive tackle Joey Ivey. So each are designated COVID-19 replacements. I don't really know anything about them, and we probably should just expect them to, you know, kind of be there for emergency purposes, I guess, right? Yeah, uh, I think the defensive end is going to play a little bit. He has to, unless they switch Richardson and try to rotate him as an end to give Claiborne and Vernon a break. Hmm. Uh, They just don't have a lot of bodies on defense right now, so everybody's going to have to step up and play. If you're on that game day roster, you're going you better be ready to play you're playing the numbers probably going to get called yeah well that, that's that's a, that's that's a really good point yeah if, if, if you're in there you're going to play um uh, for the browns offense this will be an interesting game at because so much we talked about it before on the show get us on twitter by the way folks at andy mc81 at matt flo jancic instagram at andy mc sports and at matt flow sports it'll be interesting because the last three matchups have been in terrible weather in cleveland rain wind not help it's hazardous to throw the ball well, now you're in jacksonville weather's supposed to be decent I think there's some threat of rain but much much nicer warmer weather and while you don't want to get away from the run the bread and butter do you feel that stefanski is going to open things up a little bit for baker and let him sling it a bit more if anything else just to see 
if we can get any sort of rust off or, or get into any sort of rhythm for future games where you may need to throw it more. Yeah, I think from that standpoint, they will try to throw more, and the situation will will dictate whether they can or not. Um, I know there's a light chance of rain, but still, uh, 73 degrees in rain is a lot different than 39 in rain. So hopefully they're they're able to air it out a little bit more, but I wouldn't get too far away from what br- uh, what brought them to the dance, and that's the running game, and there's no question about it. Exactly, and you don't want to get too far away from that. But we'll see. You got Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins. I what I would like to see in this one, Matt, is Austin Hooper, the connection there, because that has sort of been in the off season that big sign. They paid him a lot of money. It's supposed to be more of a tight end focused uh, passing game in the Stefanski system, and we just really haven't seen that for one reason or another. And what I would like to see is some some chemistry, some more connections, maybe a bigger day for Austin Hooper, and just sort of working in those tight ends a little bit more, and and kind of do that, and maybe give you know maybe give Jarvis Landry a, a birthday present. I think it's his birthday today, twenty eight. Um, get him get him his first touchdown of the year. Let's not force it. You know we don't want to force it OBJ style. But if the opportunity presents itself, let's give let's give old Juice a TD. Yeah, and just get as much with Landry as you can. Uh, I know he's still trying to work his way back in the full 100% playing shape, but that's frankly not going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, he's an integral part of your team. This guy does everything that you ask of him. He he really hustles his tail off, and he deserves to get that pay dirt. He deserves to hit the end zone yeah. at least, you know, a couple times this year. Yeah, he, well, he, he sure does. And this is the case. The Browns are favored by seven uh, over under set at 49 and a half. I'm looking at the weather here, 74 degrees. So nice temperature wise. And again, looks like rain. I've seen fluctuations as far as like the percentage of likelihood of precipitation. But from what I can tell, Matt, the weather doesn't seem like it should be drastic. Like maybe get some drizzles or, or some light showers, but should not be anything too crazy. Right. And that's... Uh, that's going to be a lot different than what they were used to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Over the last three. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. So you get that. And then after this, we go Titans, Ravens, Giants, Jets, and Steelers. So this is a, a extremely important win. You can't go in thinking you're all full of yourself. Teams of the past, Matt, Browns teams of the past, and even of the past couple of years would be like that. You go in, hey, we've made it. We're full of ourselves and go. I hope, again, this is a case where Kevin Stefanski keeps this club grounded and focused like we've seen this year, and they don't take this for granted because you can't come out flat. As, you know, I, I, They look easy, but you don't want to be that team that loses to Mike Glennon. No, and there's another game coming up on their schedule that they don't want to be the, the one that lose to that guy. Um, and that's that's in a couple of weeks against the Jets. So yeah. you know, everybody's been giving them – giving them guff, uh, grief about, well, they haven't beaten anybody. They haven't done anything. This The only two games that they uh, had against good teams, they lost badly. And it's like, so what? Yep, but you still have to beat the teams on the schedule to get to the playoffs. Yep. Nobody complained about the Patriots whooping the hell out of the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills oh. and what was the worst division in football for 20, for 20 years. years. But that no, nobody said anything about that. No. Nope. You know, nope. it's just people looking to, to, in my opinion, crap on what the Browns have done. And 
it's about time that they start taking it on, out on somebody's, you know what? Absolutely. You know, handle your business on game day and, and prove people wrong and, and kind of give them something, the, some humble pie to eat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now oh, I'm getting all frustrated. Let's go. Damn it. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Time for our game predictions, our score predictions here, and you can send us yours on Twitter at AndyMC81 and at Matt Fleur Jansen. Okay, Matt, what do you got? Score prediction, Browns at Jaguar, Sunday at 1. 24-14 Browns. Ooh, very close to mine. I felt 24-17 Browns. Maybe I'm giving Mike Glennon a little bit too much credit there. But, yeah, that's kind of what I feel. I don't necessarily think we're going to see a five-touchdown performance like uh, Baker had against the Bengals. Although the last time you played a bad team in good weather, that's what we saw. But that also was sort of in a track meet back and forth where Joe Burrow was scoring at will. So I kind of like that score. That 24 spot seems kind of good. And then, yeah, 14-17 to 17 for the Jaguars. So I, I, I kind of dig that. And then hopefully, Matt... We're back Monday. We're getting used to those. A Victory Monday show, and we can talk about the Browns at 8-3, and three, which would give them their first non-losing season since 2007, right? Uh, that is correct. Wow. Holy moly. And it's still there's still a lot of games left. Like it's, like, it's not like you're trying to squeak out 500 at the last week of the year. Like, we're still in November here. So, all right. Uh, we will leave it at that. Let us know your uh, score predictions. We both are picking Browns to win. Let's go. Eight and three. Matt, I'll hopefully be talking to you on Monday, my friend. Sounds good, Andy. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. And before we go, I want to give a quick shout out to our buddies at Cleveland Landmarks Press. Uh, go clevelandlandmarkspress.com. Local Cleveland company and publisher. Um, they've been since 1980, and they've just been... I talked last week to Greg Deegan, who's who's the publisher, and he's a, a high school educator, and he's just he, he's a guy that is running this with a, a group of talented writers, and they're bringing books about Cleveland. Their motto, the company motto, is Cleveland Books for Cleveland Memories. And that what I find so cool is like Greg told me, he's like, look, look, man, we're not doing this to get rich. We're doing this to create memories and let people know how cool this city, this community is. In a variety of ways, going from whether it's uh, their, their terrific Bernie Kosar book or uh, they have a, a stadium series about Old Municipal Stadium, um, and it's called The Lake Chapter. And, and they have one on the Terminal Tower, East 4th Street, uh, a cool mob one, Short Vincent's, and, and things about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, and, and even as basic as like a different the, the Cleveland's classic transit vehicles, like everything you want to know about Cleveland, different spots. So cool. Order it from the website. Great holiday gift, birthday gift, whatever. ClevelandLandmarksPress.com. And really what they said was they get the money they get is to go to publish more books. So they're they're a really great group of guys and great company. So um, you know, please support them. Yeah, absolutely. Great ideas that they've come up with for books, and it really showcases the city, uh, showcases the history of the city. Um, that I grew up in, that I love, that you've grown to love over the years. And uh, we really appreciate the efforts that they put out there to make sure that people know that Cleveland was cool before people thought it was. Yeah, you know, exactly. A very interesting and long past in history. So check them out, clevelandlandmarks.com. All right, let's go Browns. Let's get that victory Monday. Matt, let's hope for a good one on Sunday. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Andy. Have a good day. All right, you too. You've been listening to The Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature.